for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Hopefully, this time the feed doesn't cut out because we had a little bit of an issue this morning, but we've got it all worked out on my end. So hopefully we're we're nice and strong. But today we have a or this evening, we have a very special guest. We have Sarah Harrelson from she's from Knoxville, but she's currently based out of Nashville. How's it going today, Sarah? I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's typical day at work. You know, we're we're coming kind of towards the end of the quarantine lockdown. So work is just kind of moving along at this point. So how's uh, everything going in uh, Nashville for you? You know, it's been good. Things are starting to look up here. Um, we've had live music coming back in Nashville. Uh, two people can be on stage again. So things are definitely looking up for music here. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so you decided to stay in Nashville throughout the quarantine or did you end up going back home at all? I did. I stayed. Um, I stayed here at my place in Nashville. Um, I think I went back to Knoxville once to see my mom. Um, but for the most part, I've been grounded here. Oh, right. I mean, you know, at least in Nashville, you, you that where you're living, you can always get some work done or some work with some music you know so that's always that's always fun um so what let's kind of start from the beginning here a little bit and then we'll kind of start working our way forward um what originally got you interested in music or into music what was yeah um so my granddad was kind of the person who inspired me to pursue pursue music um he played accordion for bluegrass bands and was always playing music around the house. So he was definitely the biggest influence that got me into uh, songwriting. Awesome, awesome. And then who would you say, um, who were some of your influences musically growing up? I love the Dixie Chicks. They're always my favorite. And other female artists that I look up to are also Jewel, Alanis Morissette, uh, as well as Trisha Yearwood. Awesome, awesome. And uh, do you remember like the first time that you heard them, what was going through, or let's say like the Dixie Chicks, what was going through your head the first time you heard them play? I just remember listening to their music growing up and I just connected with them more than any other artist and just uh, their lyrics uh, and every one of their songs had such a huge impact and their melodies is what really inspired me to write uh, catchy melodies myself. Awesome, awesome. Um, and then, so you have a new single that's coming out here at the end of the month, uh, the 26th, I believe it was? Or, yes. Yep. Um, it, what's kind of, or we'll, we'll get to the song in a little bit here, but when you sit down to like a, write a song, 
what's kind of your creative process? Um, I have a few different methods. So usually when I get ideas, I'll put them down in my phone or record a voice memo of it if it's a melody. Um, when I'm getting into the room with other co-writers, you know, we usually ask what song ideas do we have? So sometimes we'll go off of titles or sometimes even we'll just go off a melody or a few lines or, you know, sometimes we'll be just talking and just want to write about something like that that day. Um, when I'm by myself, it's a little bit different because I can, I have freedom to choose whatever I want to write about. So I usually kind of try to write something or an idea that I feel like is something that I should write by myself and I don't really want to share it with anyone else. Um, so I usually try to find the melody that sticks first and then it's easier for me to write the words to it. Awesome, awesome. And so uh, how do you, when you're by yourself, how do you kind of decide what you're gonna write about? Like what, what's that process kind of like? Sometimes it just depends on, you know, my mood of the day or, or how I'm feeling like, oh, I wanna write a happy upbeat song or, you know, maybe I just wanna write a ballad. So it, it just kind of depends on the mood and also which song ideas really stick out to me that day. Gotcha, gotcha. And so the uh, new song that you have coming out is called uh, Put a Rock on This Rolling Stone. Um, what was it about this song that you wanted to release it right now and or you decided to make that your next single to release? Yeah, so the beginning of this year um, before COVID hit, uh, me and my producer were sitting down and just kind of picking out a handful of songs that we want to start releasing as my singles for this year. And uh, we kind of had a list made out and um, we were trying to figure out which one to do first and Put a Rock on This Rolling Stone was definitely the one that stuck out the most that I really loved. So we decided to go with that. And then um, when COVID hit, it was kind of the question of, okay, well, the song's ready, but should I release it right now? Like, are people listening to music more? Are they listening to it less? Is it a good time to release music? Because I know some artists were, you know, holding their releases or postponing them. And I, I figured that June, oh, summertime, people are ready to kind of get out again and, you know, have music playing in their cars. So summer's probably a good time for it. Um, and as far as the song, why it stuck out to me, um, it's, you know, it's just about a, a girl who's kind of a free spirit doing her own thing. And, you know, she'll settle down at some point and she wants to, but she just wants it to be the right person to come along, which is, uh, it's very true to who I am and how I carry myself too. Perfect, perfect. And so you've been sitting on this song, or did you recorded it pre-pandemic, correct? And you said in, yeah. Yeah, we finished it in February. Okay, cool. And um, so is this single leading towards like an EP or an LP? Or is it, are you just kind of sticking with the singles right now? Sticking with the singles, you know, that's kind of the name of the game right now for country and pop and just how streaming is in general right now. So we are 
planning to do, you know, a single and then a few months the next single and then probably, uh, you know, a year from there, it'll lead to an EP. Okay, cool, cool. And uh, I, you'd kind of uh, alluded to this a little bit earlier. Um, and in Nashville, like, I know, like, writers rounds and all that stuff are very popular. Is that something that you've still been actively trying to participate in um, during the pandemic? Or? Yeah, I love doing ride arounds. Uh, during the pandemic, uh, there was no live music going on. So it was kind of hard to, uh, to do any live music at all. I've been doing a lot of Facebook and Instagram live streams and um, like cross posting with other different venues, just so I can have other viewers, you know, see these live shows. And that's been a great way to get more viewers to see music during this time where they can't, you know, go out to a bar and hear live music. Um, they are continuing ride arounds here in Nashville, but since only two people can be on stage right now, it's a little bit, it's a little bit tricky. So I'm just kind of waiting till, um, you know, things get a little bit back to normal for live music. Wonderful. Um, and so when you went into the studio to record this new single, what was, what was that experience like for you? I've, looking through your catalog, it's not the first time you've been in the studio, but what, what was this experience like for you? Yeah, I've been uh, recording with my producer for uh, quite some time now, so I'm definitely very comfortable recording with him in, in his studio. And I was just excited because I knew that this was a song we would be releasing um, under myself. And uh, I produced and released independently a collaborative album last year, but for my own solo stuff, I really haven't released anything since 2018 um, when I was recording with my old producer. So um, I was just really excited to hear it all come together and uh, how the song ended up being crafted. Um, and then, so during the pan, are, are you're currently a full-time musician right now, correct? I am. Okay. Um, during the pandemic, have you been doing anything to kind of challenge yourself creatively, musically, like maybe draw influences from different genres or learn a new instrument, or have you kind of been doing anything to challenge yourself? Yeah, it's been interesting because I have spent most of it at home because I have been able to work from home and haven't had to, you know, go out every morning or go out every day. So um, with, you know, not having to commute, I feel like I have had more um, time on my hands to really get stuff done that I want to in my free time, which has really been nice. Um, so I've been writing a ton of music and uh, in-person co-writes haven't really happened, but we've still been able to do them virtually over FaceTime, which is nice. And I was looking at my catalog the other day and the amount of songs I've written since COVID started have already surpassed the amount of songs I wrote in 2019. So it's just, it's been nice to kind of take a step back and have that time on my hands to really I work on writing music, practicing my craft, uh, even learning new cover songs for these uh, live stream gigs I've been doing. 
And then I've been able to do, you know, other fun stuff that hasn't been music, like cooking more and even uh, doing a lot of hiking during these weekends where, you know, everything's closed, pools are closed. It's like, what do we do? So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then outside of music, what do you kind of, what do you do to kind of escape? Do you, what are you into outside of music? Um, I love exercising. So definitely hiking. Like I said, um, we just had our gyms and some tennis courts reopen. So that's been nice to be able to use those. Um, so I've definitely been doing a lot of walking and exercising to burn stress. Uh, been listening to some podcasts more and, uh, you know, some more music and also reading. I feel like that's something I haven't been able to do in a while. So it's, it's nice to kind of learn and just read new things during this time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, I mean, on top of it's always important to read, but you know, it's, especially when you have more time and you can actually dedicate time to get through a good portion of the book without ha Cause I feel like the issue I have with reading is I can't ded dedicate enough time to sit down and actually get through a good portion of the book where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, it's like 10 pages here, 15 pages there. And then by the time I get halfway through, it's taken me three months and I've already forgotten what's, you know, yeah. um, happened at the beginning there but like right now it's been a lot easier because it's like oh well, where am I going to go I can dedicate the next two hours and get halfway through you know depending on the length of the book and what have you um so have you found um have you found reading has helped you creatively with your music by just reading more yeah I think all kinds of arts uh you know can help you write and have more ideas just so reading even watching a movie you know I'll hear things I'll see things and uh, I think well that's interesting and then I'll you know I'll put it in my phone just like little words or sentences that I see so um, definitely things like that help gets the creative juices flowing awesome awesome um, so one of the things that we really like to do on Live and Amplified here is we like to help younger musicians. Um, so I want to kind of take the next few few minutes and uh, kind of run in that direction a little bit. Um, what advice do you have for younger musicians that are maybe just getting started? Being a young musician new to even a town like Nashville or wherever you are trying to pursue music, it can be so intimidating. I know I was intimidated the first time I was in Nashville, the first time I started co-writing with others or even being in the studio with other musicians and, you know, doing gigs with these musicians who are so good. You know, every they're, everyone's so good and talented in this town and, uh, you know, it's so saturated with really talented people. So just figure out what your craft is, what your kind of mission as an artist or a songwriter is, and, you know, what you want to pursue in that aspect. But um, most of all, you do have to build that thick skin because, you know, it is going to be tough. And, you know, if you really want it, then you'll find out how to get that patience and uh, just kind of get through 
you know, what it's going to take to get where you need to be. Cool. And then what about for like musicians that are getting ready to jump into the studio for the first time? You know, it is intimidating. I remember uh, recording my first EP. I was like, well, what's the proper studio etiquette? It was just kind of something that I had to, you know, learn as I go with that. And um, uh, luckily I worked with a producer that kind of had a home studio set up. Um, so it wasn't as intimidating. So I do recommend kind of maybe starting in that kind of environment and then working your way up to, you know, the big professional studio. And, um, you know, you'll you'll learn and you'll learn from others what's what's right to do. But the best thing to do is just learn from experience and, you know, keep doing it time and time again. And then, you know, it'll come natural. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then like last question in this direction, but like musicians that are maybe struggling, struggling creatively. Do you have any advice for them? Um, there's different things you can do, you know, uh, most of it is about how much time you have. So try to make time to read a book, watch a movie, or, you know, have a conversation with a friend, um, just having different uh, facets to get your creative juices flowing is so important. And, you know, there's going to be days, even weeks where just nothing's coming to you. And that's okay. But um, what I've noticed is sometimes uh, the ideas will start coming all at once. Um, and, you know, if you're still having trouble, just try riding with other people who do have ideas. And then you can just kind of ride off of their ideas until uh, you get some of your own. Cool. And I think that's, that's actually pretty good advice. You know, just trying to change up the environment that you're in. Like, you know, just... You, you you do so something the same time over and over again they call you insane but you know it's just sometimes changing it up really helps and that that i felt like that was really good advice so yeah. um so let's talk a little bit more about your uh new single here um what do you hope people get out of this new song for you um, I kind of, I just want people to take what they want uh, from it. Uh, I think, you know, when you see the title, it's most, probably most relatable to girls and maybe girls who are single and they're waiting to find the right one, or maybe they're just kind of dating around, having fun. Um, they don't really want to settle down maybe because they're, you know, they're just a free spirit, but, you know, at the end of the day, maybe they are willing to settle down if they find that right person. So um, regardless, if you are a guy or a girl, I think we can all relate to the fact where, you know, we love having fun, being a free spirit, kind of doing our own thing. But um, I do think at the end of the day, we can uh, all relate to maybe wanting to share our experiences in life with another person. Absolutely, absolutely. And then how would you say um, this song, or how, have you, how would you say is the biggest difference between this song and like some of the first songs you've recorded? How, how has these sound kind of evolved? Uh, so my first EP was kind of, you know, singer songwriter stuff. I was just writing by myself because I was, you know, um, practicing my craft and figuring out, you know, who I was. And then 
over time, my music definitely evolved into more country. And, um, and now I just feel like uh, it's definitely rooted to who I am and who I want to be as an artist. And I do think the maturity level has also risen as I've aged and I've experienced more things throughout the years. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, okay, so we're going to switch things up a little bit. We're, we're going to have a little bit of fun right now. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of really random questions. None of them are meant to be super serious. It's just all in good fun. So first question is pineapple pizza, yes or no? Yes. Actually, I'm finding that to be a more common answer. <laughs> um, what's your very first memory? Uh, I guess growing up in Alabama, I know I said I was raised in Knoxville, but I was I was born in Alabama, so I, I remember just being on the lake as a child and fishing. Cool. All right. Do you believe in aliens? No. How would you spend a hundred million dollars? Uh, first, I would pay off all my student debt, of course, yeah. and then um, probably buy a new place and a lot of really nice music gear. One, <laughs> um, oh no, let's not ask that question. That's a really weird question. <laughs> uh, what's the funniest thing you've ever witnessed? Oh gosh. Um, probably, I don't know, this is, I don't know why this is coming to my mind right now. It's probably not the funniest thing, but um, when I was at the country stampede last year in Kansas, uh, there's just, there's different kind of people there. Um, awesome country fans, but like all of the guys were in these like Daisy Dukes, like tiny jean shorts. <laughs> it's like, what is it? And they're like everywhere. I'm just like, where am I right now? <laughs> nice. Uh, two more questions. What makes you lose track of time? Uh, definitely songwriting. You know, I'll be um, in the middle of writing a song and, you know, two hours can pass by. Uh, recording, definitely. I like to produce some of my own music, too. So uh, hours can go by and I won't even notice when I'm working on music. Awesome. And then final question. What is your current guilty pleasure song? My guilty pleasure song. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of one that's like current right now that everyone loves to hate. Um, there's some Morgan Wallen song. I can't remember the name of it, um, but it was always playing on the Spotify ads. I think it has the word heart in it or something. Uh, but it was so everyone complained how annoying that song was and always on the Spotify ads, but I actually really kind of like that song. <laughs> awesome. You know, it's funny because anytime I ask that question, people always just name like a really popular song that isn't even really like a guilty pleasure song. It's like, yeah, really? Like, what's your guilty pleasure song? Uh, well. <laughs> There, there's one that I always list, but it's really not even my guilty pleasure song anymore because I haven't listened to it in a really long time, but it was Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> but, 
but and it, you know the only reason I keep saying that one a it's because you wouldn't expect a 33 year old man to be listening to that song right but b you wouldn't expect that we used to listen to it in college while we were pissed drunk and it would get the party like <laughs> really up there you know just a bunch of college guys listening to that song that's true I'll leave it at that yeah but, I I guess something you wouldn't expect for me, I definitely have some like guilty pleasure wheezy songs I always pull out, so. <laughs> yeah, but I'd say right now is um, whatever the new uh, Takashi 6 9 song, I think it's called like Gooba or something. I don't know, for whatever reason, that song is just really catchy to me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. But yeah, no, that that's our random question segment. It's always fun just kind of, ask really weird questions sometimes yeah. the generator pops up like really weird questions and it's like okay we're gonna go to the next one not not that <laughs> it's fun yeah. having to like really focus and think about you know the yeah, answers yeah. <laughs> absolutely um so obviously with the uh state of the world like the pandemic hopefully we're coming close to the end of the pandemic right now you know depending on where you're at in the country you're in different stages and what have you. How have you kind of been dealing with everything? You know, it hasn't always been easy. Um, you know, when I found out I was going to be at home for a while, I didn't really mind because uh, I thought it was kind of nice having more time at home and being able to work on stuff. But it's been hard in the sense where, you know, my mom is older and um, she is sick. So it's, hard kind of debating, well, should I go see her or should I not? And just, you know, just a lot of anxiety and depression that that comes with that and not being able to see people and not being able to go out and play live music, which is something I love to do. So it has been hard to cope with that. And, you know, a lot of pe people have been going through, you know, much worse situations and problems and my heart goes out to them but I think you know it has united us uh you know together this whole world it's united us because we we all have had to be creative with you know making the most of it and uh what we have had to do so it's definitely been kind of a blessing and a disguise in that sense yeah, absolutely. You know, my dad, my dad's kind of in a similar situation because he just got done doing a uh, prostate cancer treatments. So mm -hmm. he's supposed to be high or at heightened risk. But yeah. if you see him walk around and do what he's doing, he's, you would think he's just another normal person because he's like, yeah, I'm gonna kind of go do what I want to do. You know, I got, you know, just it's kind of interesting because it's like dad, you're you're immunocompromised, but you're just kind of going wherever you want to go. It's kind of, it's yeah. kind of interesting, and um, so I just kind of follow his lead and just just like you know what, if he's not worried about it, I'm not worried about it. But I'm gonna still make sure that I'm taken care of. But you know, yeah, yeah, it was it was frustrating at first because uh, you know my mom should have been staying at home and she wanted to go out to the store. I'm like, you probably shouldn't be, you know, with your condition and everything. And um, it was interesting to kind of deal with a stubborn parent in that sense. But you know, we can't keep them from going to the store. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, and then of course my dad's got a boat. So it's like every day he's at the boat right now. And it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, like I understand you want to be out and you're like me, you don't be in like locked in the house, but do you really need to be at the boat 12 hours a day? (laughs) You know, but I probably would be too. (laughs) Yeah. Very true. Very true. Um, but you know, I, like I've told a lot of people, I think you had brought up that it's kind of been a blessing in disguise with the, with the whole lockdown. I really think we're going to kind of start seeing a renaissance in music. There's going to be like a musical revolution of some sort, because like you have some musicians that they've never really stopped releasing music, but you also have musicians that are maybe just don't have the ability to record their own music or, you know, like you, obviously you have musicians that are in different phases and some can afford to go record music, but they can't because of the pandemic. Some can record their own music, you know, whatever. And so like we, you still have the musicians that are releasing music, but you also have these musicians that have just been sitting on material on material on material and once everything kind of lifts, you're going to see all these people jump in the studio and like, we're just going to see a whole influx of music, probably more towards the end of the year, beginning of next year. And it's going to be really exciting to see. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting for Nashville because, um, you know, there have been a lot of musicians to go back home wherever their family is during this and kind of leave Nashville. And, um, you know, there's been so many musicians coming into Nashville and now that some are leaving, it's like, well, are they going to come back or what's going to happen? Is there still going to be like a ton of traffic of musicians, you know, coming into Nashville now? And, uh, you know, some, uh, some of those musicians do live off of playing gigs and uh, since they haven't been able to make their income, you know, like you said, they haven't been able to record music or really do a whole lot. So it will be interesting to see, you know, where this takes us as a music industry. And it has been sad already because we've already seen a lot of live music venues, some that have even been so historic uh, closed down and it, it just, tears up your heart because you wonder what the future for live music is going to look like because you see you see people playing on Broadway again and acoustic gigs but what is it going to look like for arena shows or stadium mm-hmm. shows and how is that going to play out when that starts again so yeah, um, you know we don't want to see more businesses or venues closed down but um, I guess only time will tell yeah absolutely and you know this year it seems like it's been really rough on nashville in specifically because it's like january was all right for nashville and then in february you had the tornado hit and then march the pandemic shut everything down and then like now all the rioting and looting and all that stuff is going on or was going on and it's like dang nashville is just taking it on the chin every every corner that they come around it's like okay and then so now that you're saying that like people are starting to get back out on broadway and play and do like even just like small acoustic shows that's very that's very uplifting to me because it's like 
even after all that, they're still trying to make it work and get out and play, you know, even though there may not be an audience right at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it seems promising. Um, I think at first when the music and the venues, restaurants started opening back up, um, you know, there weren't a ton of people, but now that it's summer and, you know, people are starting to go back out again, it seems like uh, those places are kind of starting to fill up with people again so there can be an audience which is great yeah absolutely absolutely um so kind of moving forward what's what's the plan moving forward are you doing anything right like are you we talked about like challenging yourself creatively and whatnot but during the pandemic, have you kind of been doing anything to make sure once the pandemic lifts and you're able to get back out playing shows that you're ready to kind of hit the ground running? And like, are you promoting more, like stuff like that? Yeah, I've definitely spent a lot of time focusing more on, you know, my single release and what's to be released and just kind of having, uh, you know, everything planned out so everything goes smoothly for the release and as well as, you know, our SPR, et cetera. So it's definitely been a good time to uh, focus on that. Um, It's been fun doing these live stream shows, like I said, but, you know, nothing beats, you know, being in an actual venue and having actual people to look at in front of you. So I want to, you know, hit the ground running again with live music. Uh, I guess right now I'm just kind of waiting till things get a little bit more normal because there are still a lot of empty venues in Nashville. Um, So I don't really want to go out and, you know, play to an empty place. But um, I think once things start filling out again, I'll be ready to kind of, you know, book some maybe shows for the fall and see how those go and see how the rest of this year goes for live music too. Yeah, absolutely. before the pandemic had you done any of like the live streaming shows had you done that before or was it something that you jumped on and had to really learn how to play to during the pandemic i've done like um you know facebook and instagram lives here and there but it was never something on a regular basis maybe like a once a year thing because you know um all of us were so busy as musicians writing, playing actual live gigs, um, commuting, et cetera. So there was never really time to do the live streams. And it, it just was kind of something that was fading out anyway. Um, so it was weird at first when everyone started doing these lives because it's like, oh, I haven't done one of these in a while. Like, mm-hmm. I have to remember like how to prepare for them. And so it was weird at first. And then after doing a few, now it's just like, the new normal for doing these uh, live stream events and I'm comfortable doing uh, I'm comfortable doing them and I feel like once I do go out and do live gigs again it'll feel kind of weird at first because I haven't you know been doing them from a venue for a while absolutely and you know having put on a few different like live shows featuring various artists and whatnot I have noticed like especially at the beginning there you could kind of tell who had never really done a live stream before because, and it was always like the first like three or four songs. Cause they'd come to the end of the song 
And then there'd be like a 15 to 20 second pause because they're waiting for like a crowd reaction of some sort. Yeah. And then then they wouldn't know how to transition from the awkward silence. They didn't know if they should just go straight into another song or say something. And then once it took, usually it took about three or four songs for them to kind of find their groove. But then once they got into it, it wasn't like anything super crazy. Right. But had had you never done a live stream or done something like that before, you just don't really understand like the pacing of yeah. everything. Like you definitely have like the, I don't want to call them professional live streamers, but the people that do it on a regular basis, it's like, they're just going like that. And then, so it was just interesting to see the people that hadn't done one before versus the people that do, you know, I would have never picked up on it. And like, even doing this, it's a little weird because it's like, uh, there's like a natural lag in between. So it's like when you and I are talking, I ask a question and then there's that natural processing lag where you have to process what I, you know, typical conversation Mm -hmm. stuff. But then you also have to take into consideration like an internet lag. Like right now I can already kind of tell that there's about a half second or a second delay in between what I'm saying and when you receive it. Plus like if somebody's internet is acting up that, increases it you know so there's just all these different technical issues you have to think about um but yeah Yeah. so it's definitely been a challenge we have all had to overcome and has you know the first lives were awkward at first and uh i have like a little marquee light up sign um that i used for my first insta live in the pandemic and you know i have the I had my phone screen towards me. So it's like the mirror image and I didn't realize it would be a mirror image. And I had, uh, you know, letters on the marquee sign with like my Venmo. And then uh, when I went back on the live later, I realized it was backwards. I'm like, oh (laughs) yeah, you you have to consider that. So it was just little things like that uh, getting around. And then later in my lives, you'll notice I, bring out mics and other ways to work with the sound. So it's all about just learning and getting creative with these lives because so many people are doing them. Yeah, absolutely. Now, once everything kind of starts coming back to normal, is doing the live something that you'd kind of continue doing? Or do you think you'll kind of stop once everything goes back to normal? I don't know. I think they will um maybe still kind of be normal for a while at least until you know we have gotten to the point where we're in phase four everywhere and there are full bands on stage and live gigs have resumed i think the streaming the stream streaming lives will be normal until then because i still have some scheduled so it's definitely still going on um not as frequent but it's happening and then uh not even live streams, but, you know, things like this podcast where you can do a podcast with someone who lives somewhere else and not have to drive down to a radio station or wherever. I think this will be, this will become something that's a little bit more normal being able to do interviews, et cetera, over, over zoom now. Yeah. And I mean, this was something that we started doing beginning of February. So we were already in doing like the Zoom. We weren't quite live streaming at the, at that point. We were 
just recording them and releasing them the next day. But mm-hmm. now that I figured out how to get the live stream aspect rolling, it's like, you mean I don't have to be in person with the with like, because that, that was always the big downfall was prior to February, everything had to be in per, or for me, I had a very negative stigma towards doing things online. Um, and so all our podcasts had to be in person, you know, one on one face to face. And that really hurt because I couldn't just get out and go every couple of days to do a podcast or I couldn't get people to come here. And then one day I was talking to a musician. She was from Sydney, Australia, and we wanted to do a podcast. And it's like, okay, well, let me figure out how to do it online because obviously I can't come out to Australia just for a podcast and I'm not, you know, so figured it out and found out how easy it was. And it's like, you know what? let's just start doing it this way, you know? So yeah, the technology has just been a lifesaver throughout this and good changes will come because uh, we'll be able to have meetings virtually now without having to, you know, drive our car and go see someone. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, obviously right now there's nothing, all your shows have pretty much been canceled as far as like in-person shows um what when do you kind of or so yeah when do you kind of hope to get out playing again or have you started looking into that or yeah so I got an email from this uh place that I usually play at and have a residency at in Nashville and um she is expecting for us to maybe start again in a few weeks so it could be even as soon as that or a few months um so for in town stuff it's it could be you know a few weeks or so it's just a matter of you know what places are opening up again and not um for out of town gigs um still waiting a little bit but uh I definitely think in the next few weeks I'll kind of start reaching out to places again and you know seeing what they're doing and um you know another thing is you know a lot of these venues have been hurting since they've been closed down for a while so some of them aren't able to pay musicians right now or as much as before so um that's also a factor for musicians to take in too so um it's yeah i don't know it's just kind of you know, whatever happens, happens. Uh, there's so much uncertainty that still lies in it. But uh, yeah, I, I do hope to be playing in the next few months. Cool, cool. And then when you do play out of town, how far out do you usually travel? Or do you not really have any limitations on how far you'll travel out? Um, I don't really have uh, limitations. It just depends on, you know, the pay and, you know, those factors too. So I can still make money um last year i played in a lot of places me and my friend um went and did a run of shows through nebraska the dakotas and montana so that was fun um and it's also fun just playing in places you've never been before and experiencing Mm -hmm. something new in that way um and then last october i played in oklahoma which was about an 11 hour drive from here so I've definitely done a lot of long distance gigs and 
that's something I'm still willing to do. Um, but for this year, it'll probably be in more of a closer radius. Gotcha. Yeah. And th- that makes sense, especially if, you know, venues aren't quite paying what they usually pay. That makes a lot of sense that you'd kind of stay closer to home. Yeah. And plus, you don't want to get out somewhere and maybe like another outbreak happen or something, you know. So I, yeah. Yeah, I completely understand. Um, is there a place like either a city or a state or even like a venue, if you want to get that specific, that you haven't had a chance to play in that you'd really like to go visit and play? Um, I have a map of, you know, all the states I have been able to visit. So uh, last year when I was looking at, you know, places to play, I really wanted to, you know, hit states I've never been to and, and you know, find venues um, there. So that was um, a cool way to be able to travel and also be able to do what I love. Um, so that's still kind of something um, I consider. So um, I don't know. I, when I think of more places I want to play, I feel like uh, in the States, uh, most of them I, you know, probably have been to for the most part. So, uh, you know, that would do country music. So when I think about what lies next, you know, probably just, you know, focusing on the Southeast, kind of the region I'm from and hit some, you know, cool venues around, uh, you know, these parts that, you know, I've never been to, but would be really fun to play. Cool. cool. Um, so as we kind of start working towards the end of the podcast, there's one um, very vague question that we like to ask because, it, it would kind of give you an opportunity to take the answer wherever you want to take it. But why music? Music is just something I've always been passionate about that I just, you know, I've, I've had to do it. You know, I thought about times where I'm like, you know, it would be so easy to give this up because, you know, we've always, all of us have been in that situation where, well, is it worth it? Because, you know, there've been so much heartache in it, but um, music, because it's something I can't live without. It's just something that I'm meant to do. Awesome. Awesome. And then where can everybody kind of find your music, any upcoming releases, new music, any upcoming show dates, where can they find you on social media, all that fun stuff? Yeah, so you can find me on all social media platforms, just looking up Sarah Harrelson, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that. Um, I already have existing music on uh, Spotify and all the other listening platforms, and uh, you can listen to my new single, Put a Rock on This Rolling Stone, everywhere on June 26th. Awesome, awesome. Once again, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. You know, it's it's always very humbling when musicians will give us time to just sit down and talk for a little bit. So I really appreciate it. I just want to take that opportunity to say thank you. Um, And also thank you to everybody that's been tuning in and we will see you guys later. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely.